Hello and welcome to the podcast. Today we are absolutely honored to have Ben Care here with us. And I'm going to read a little bit about his bio. And, and again, we're, at, we're here with Creating Confident Communication and absolutely thrilled to have you here. So Ben, ben Care was born with Cruzon Syndrome, a craniofacial anomaly. And as a young boy, the doctors told him that he would live a different life. And that's exactly what he's done. Ben has risen above any of life's challenges and become a victor, not a victim. Ben is Utah Valley's University's first ever NCAA Division I wrestling All-American and has represented the USA team internationally. Ben is an international professional speaker and has told his story to millions around the globe in front of crowds up to 10,000 people. Ben and his wife, Nicole, are proud parents of three beautiful adopted kids, which are four years old and under. And Ben believes that the real way to become truly wealthy is to travel and experience culture and its people. If you can connect with mankind, you will have a rich life. What an incredible opportunity to have you here. I am thrilled. Um, I actually kind of, I know you speak to so many, but my kids got the opportunity, my teenagers, to hear you locally speak to their schools. And it was so empowering that I, I went and had to find you. And then ironically enough, we had T.C. Christensen on the podcast, and he had mentioned that he's going to be filming a movie with you, which is absolutely incredible. So Yeah, I'm, I'm so happy to be here. Seriously, I'm so grateful that that you're hosting this, that you're putting yourself out there and allowing others to just, you know, have hope and have confidence in what they're doing. You talk about confident communication and that's exactly what it should be. Life should be filled with that. It, what's interesting is, is a lot of my life, my self-communication wasn't confident. And I think naturally we wake up, pull our head off our pillow, alarm goes off, and we automatically go to what's tough, what's wrong, what's uh, wanted in the day. Oh, my gosh, it's too early. I didn't sleep well. And then the negative vibes just start rolling. And then as we battle those, as we confront those negative vibes with just what you said, confident communication, then that's when our lives take a different hole, right? I believe that our mind, and you've probably heard of this before, our mind is a stage, right? But as we allow these thoughts to come on our stage, if we let them stay and they're negative, they turn in to actions. And if we allow those actions, which are negative, turn into habits, then, then our lives are basically surrounded by our negative habits or positive habits. So it's so important that our mind stage is is manipulated, controlled, and presented with positive opportunities, positive communication. Oftentimes, people from around the country, around the world come to me and they're like, Ben, I want to do some coaching. And right away, within the first minute, first two minutes of communication with them, I noticed that their vocabulary is immediately negative. Their I can't, I won't, um, I don't have enough time or energy or focus starts coming to the forefront of their tongue and of their lips. 
and I understand immediately that their communication is not confident. They're immediately their communication is not empowering. And whatever they tell themselves is exactly right. Right? Um, right. You, I mean, you should be telling your, your, your story. Hopefully we have the chance to share that today before we started here. Uh, let me do a quick introduction of you, my amazing woman is that you have gone in, you've had so many incredible journeys of striving to have, you know, almost, you know, four, is it four kids through 10 different opportunities of pregnancies and the weight has fluctuated up and down through hard times. You found your peace and, and solace in, in food. And that's everybody, but you were able to react differently in certain times. And I know in the times of your what you felt like were down trials and hard times, you had told yourself that you were something and your, your inner belief was that that was true. So many times we say we're, we're not good enough. We're, we're fat. We're ugly. We're, we're, we're less than, and you better believe that our inner self believes that we hold on to it and we trust in our self-talk. And for the longest time, my self-talk, and it's still a battle today. Anybody out there who has a, has a light shining on their back, that steps on stages, that has a book, doing movies or documentaries, you better believe that they have big demons on their shoulders too. It's just how they communicate with them. They also have the opportunity to lose that communication or to win it. They've just learned to communicate very confidently and win that approach um, with that negativity. Well, thank you so much. I am curious, like if you want to share a little bit about your story and your background, but when did you, you know, when did you start feeling confident yourself to start sharing this story and communicating? I mean, do you want to share a little bit about yourself and your journey? Absolutely. Um Kind of like you said in the beginning, I was born with something called Cruzon syndrome. It's a craniofacial anomaly. In other words, in, in English terms, it's a facial difference. So I would have doctors tell me at a young age that to my parents, say, your boy's going to live a different life. He's definitely going to be a rarity. Um, he's going to have to come in numerous times. Uh, especially during his growth stages of living when his face is growing because the mid part of his face, mom and dad care will not grow at the same speed. So you're, you're going to need to bring him in. And when you bring him in, just FYI, it's going to be a lot of money. So save your money and save and, and save your money for two things, finances for surgery, and then potentially for, mental therapists and psychiatrists and stuff like that because it just won't be the physical part that would be hard it would be the mental part but in the physical part they would go and cut my head open from ear to ear they would take bones out of my hips put them in my face so it wouldn't be a foreign entity and be rejected and then they would advance the mid part of my face so i could eat breathe communicate somewhat normally and then wire my mouth shut um, and that would be a hard thing. But the most difficult thing for me, not just at a young age, because I had surgeries when I was an adult too, was the mental side. Now, 
Um, I have a friend, Drew Manning, who did something called Fit to Fat to Fit, right? And he was a bodybuilder that still is a bodybuilder that wanted to know more about what his clients were feeling. And he said, how can I know more if I've always been fit? So he went through this journey and, and gained all this weight. And he said the most difficult thing wasn't really the physical thing, wasn't the physical side, wasn't his stomach feeling swollen up and his joints aching because he wasn't used to carrying the 80 extra pounds or however much he gained, but it was the mental side, right? And that's how it was for me. It was the mental side of it that was the most difficult. I would, I would heal from the physical side. The black eyes that were puffy and the head that was swollen would heal. The body would be repaired, but it was the mental side that would be the most difficult. I often have the opportunity to speak about victor mentality or victory mentality, because oftentimes, yeah, we go to the gym, we put in the repetitions and repetitions and bench and curls and squats, whatever you, you do. But then we leave the gym and we never enter the mind gym. We don't, we don't buy a membership. We don't know how well that is. We don't know how to put repetitions in the mental gym, but I'll tell you this. The way to buy a membership and put repetitions in the mental gym, the way to do that exercise every day is understanding our I am statements. I learned at a young age. You ask, when did I start? It was at a young age. I, I learned at a young age that how I talked and communicated with myself determined how I treated myself. And if I didn't treat myself right, it completely affected the way I treated others. Because oftentimes I would treat others better than I treated myself and it would just be a lie. And I would put on this false front and it would last for a little bit, but the genuinity and sincerity of that communication would fail. And then I wouldn't, I wouldn't, it wouldn't serve me and it wouldn't serve other people. And so your basis of confident communication is so on point. And as we learn to have the space after our I am statements be filled with such incredible vocabulary with such a space filler that allows your the hairs on your arms to be lifted up that gives you a sense of meaning and accomplishment if it doesn't if it doesn't make you a little bit emotional and passionate it's not strong enough then you wonder about your sense of like meaning in life and you better freaking believe I've asked that question even in even in the last months and years like what am I doing in life? What is my purpose? Is it just to make money? Is it just to, to do this and show up at a nine to five job? Or what was Ben care created for? Why did God send me here at this time to, to be the parent, to be a father, to be the husband of these individuals? Why? And if we're not, and you'll never know that if you're always 
trying to be somebody else version 2.0. For the lot of my life, I was like, I'm Barry Brandon and Bobby version 2.0. If I just look like them or, or sound like them or smell like them or walk like them, then life would be different. And you better believe it would be different. It'd be sucky. Why? Because you can't pretend to be somebody else. You would be, you'd be a very false individual if you're pretending to be someone else version 2.0. You'll always miss the mark. But as God created us to be ourselves, and shine. My mom said, Ben, you're born different. So guess what? You're going to make a difference. I you're born that. to. It, 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 it enlightened me. And when she told me that after I just got annihilated verbally in public by an adult, it, it allowed me to stand up. It allowed me to, to be me. And she says, Ben, you're going to stick out and you're not going to like it. But guess what? You're meant to stick out. And while you stick out, why don't you freaking shine? And it allowed me to realize I'm not born by default. My buddy Clint Pulver says that. Don't live a life of default. Live a life of design. And as we do that, as we're intentional in life, as we set our days up with organization, with an approach of meaning, then we we get that we get a meaningful life and uh that's a pretty good life when you're living a life like that i love that and i know we were talking a little earlier just like you know the struggle like you probably had your own struggles along the way as you've been speaking to so many people and sharing in schools and growing up but you you learned that the positive thoughts and the way you saw it was just a different spin on it you could have chosen the thoughts that made you feel different and shrink, but instead you chose to shine and stick out, right? Like we're not born to shrink down. And that's what I love about this podcast. Some of the most incredible people who are making a difference have come amongst their trials that has then brought them to a space that this is exactly where they're supposed to be. This is the exact message. They are confident in what they've been given, no matter what the struggle is. And I feel like you you found that. Did you have any other thoughts you wanted to share about the struggle or just moving forward? It just you've done you've shown such a beautiful example of this. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think oftentimes the world doesn't want to be seen in a struggle. Uh, they think that other people don't have struggles. The grass is always greener on the other side. Uh, Instagram doesn't show struggles very well because that's not what people want to show. Um, some of the most powerful people are the most vulnerable. Are the most vulnerable. If you're hearing that, understand that. Vulnerability is a superpower. If you guys know rapping, the, the rapping, I'm talking about the music, rap, uh, you'll remember one of the OGs, Snoop Dogg, S-N-O-O-P-D-O-G, right? Yeah. And he, he put something on social media that I just cracked up about. And it was so pertinent. It was so real. It was so raw and so relevant in today's day. He said, being, um, what did he say specifically, popular or being Instagram famous, that's what he said, is like being rich in the game of Monopoly. Being Instagram famous is like being wealthy and rich in the game of Monopoly and only in the game of Monopoly. Guys, we're all going through struggles. Whether Instagram shows that or not, 
we are all going through struggles. And if you think other people aren't going through struggles, they are telling the biggest lie. And if you're not going through a struggle, you're telling the biggest lie. We all have stuff going on. Stop fighting it. Now, let me, let me, under, let me have you understand this. There is a very fine line in what I'm saying. I do not support the people who walk around like victims. My platform is to be a victor over a victim. Why? Because being born with Cruzon syndrome, I know people who have Cruzon syndrome that walk around and are ticked off that COVID's over because they love covering their face up with a mask and staying indoors because they look different. And they are praying for COVID 2.0 to come around. They don't care that it wrecked the world. They don't care that it wrecked the industries and economy. They just want to be able to go inside, put a mask on, and not be seen as different. That is victim mentality. What I'm saying is this. Guys, we all are fighting a battle that probably nobody knows about. But this is what we get wrong. Because I'm fighting a different battle than you, it doesn't mean we don't and can't understand. It doesn't mean we can't have empathy. Let me give you an example. I'm able to start, step on stages and have some pretty cool opportunities to talk with some really outstanding people. Now, a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of the percentage of people have ever done what I've done in life or lived the way I've lived. They don't have Cruzon syndrome. They probably don't have a craniofacial anomaly, and they probably don't have cauliflower ears like I do from wrestling. They're probably not short and stocky, right? They probably don't have the same demographic and come from where I come from. But everybody has been cornered in life and has the opportunity to choose to be a victor or a victim, to live an abundant mindset, to be, a driv to be driven in their lifestyle or just be distracted and wandering, to have faith over fear and to understand that we can actually program and design our life to be something majestic. Easy? Absolutely not. The more you reach out and put yourself out there, it will probably be tougher. But the more you go to the gym, you're probably going to lift weights. But you're going to get stronger. God gives us not less rocks in our backpack. He gives us muscles to hold more rocks. And he gives us the opportunity to carry more of a load so that we can understand a little bit more of what that load feels like to have empathy, to be somebody else's savior per se, to be somebody else's confidant, to be somebody else's shoulder to lean on. And so as I've learned that, I've approached my trials a different way. I've approached them as new beginnings and not dead ends. And it's hard. Still to this day, it's hard. I don't go into trials like skipping and happy and, and, uh, and, and jumping for joy. Though, I would love to get to that point because I always know at the end of the rainbow, there is a pot of gold. I always know on the other side of the darkness, there is a beautiful light and it's twice as bright as the one I just came from. 
I always know that I get a little bit stronger through that trial. I always know that it is for my good. And as I go through trials with that kick butt mentality and not a victim mentality, my life is seen different. My kids look at dad and say, dad, if you can do it, not just talk about it. If you can do it, listen to that, the action, the vocabulary is doing it, not trying it, doing it. We're human doing, doing, not just being, right? And as we are human doers, then, then, uh, yeah, life is life is well, different. Well, it's interesting you say that. One of my most favorite quotes is when we believe in ourselves, other people believe in us. When we stand up and show up in our truth as parents and as, as leaders and in our businesses, other people show up. It's like we give people permission to live their life. And even just meeting with you and interacting, you know, I see a confident, amazing man who's shining, who's got, you know, even just your kids under the age of four and adopted. That's just incredible. But to be able to share this gives other people permission to live confidently, to show up. And, and moving forward to this last question that I, this is always my favorite one in this podcast is, you know, what would you say to the one? What would you say to the one person that has the excuse that they're, they can't get out to the world and they're not confident to look people in the eyes and show up and speak out? What would you say to them? If you could give them any advice, how to be the victor that you've become? I would tell them to get off their high horse and stop being selfish. And this is why people are afraid because they're self-focused on what will happen to them. That has been me a thousand times in my life. That has been me more times than not. Where I have looked at me, I have thought what's going on in my mind and what the reaction will be for me, how people would treat me, not what the impact will be for other people. And as we think of very internal, as we don't think abundant, as, we stuck, as we're stuck in the scarcity mindset, we're stuck inside the box of self-suffocation and self-sabotage, then it's hard to live for other people. The people that are, that, are, that are curled up, wrapped in bubble wrap, are the ones who don't make a change. My mom, my dad were brilliant parents because of this. Were they perfect? No. But very close to what I say, right? Because they were incredible cuddlers. They were horrible coddlers. They would have me come home weeping, snot bubbling down my face because of what happened to school, what happened in the market, what happened at the store, what happened in the mall from the little kid or the adult that made fun of me in front of what I felt like half of my neighborhood was watching. And then they would hug me, they would get me off my butt, and they would say, Ben, life is going to be tough sometimes, but you're born for this. You're tough. Oh, gosh, You're, I have chills. And, and what incredible parents. That is absolutely amazing. And sometimes as parents, our kids, right? We have kids right now, and it's like they can trigger us. And we don't know how to be parents. We're trying the best we can. But the truth is, when we can do what they did, and we can show up, and we don't even have to teach. We can just be an example. Our kids watch everything we do. 
our friends, everyone around us, how we talk to people, how we show up. If there's one thing we could share, it's, you know, just, I love that. Get off your high horse and just, if it's not about you, make it about other people. Is that what I kind of heard you say? Just get out there and do it. The reason why we're fearful is we're fearful of what will happen to us. We, If we would have any idea of the implication of the fear of, of what is what the people are missing out on, if we actually do that deed, if we actually take that job promotion that requires a more out of you, if we actually if we actually quit our job because you feel called to do something else, if you actually have the baby that that, that is going to restart you from back in the diapers and you have kids out of elementary, but you feel called that you need to have that one more. If you actually are supposed to get out of that relationship, if you're actually supposed to cut off that relationship or add that relationship, it's often a fight between our head and our, and our gut and it ends up in our throat somewhere. But as we follow our gut, as we follow our spirit, as we follow our soul, in our heart, and in that intention that speaks. And we know where it's coming from. It's coming from way before this life. It's coming from the true meaning of why we're here. Then our fear dissipates a little bit. And we're able to take that step in the darkness. And we're able to know that, guess what? It may not be as bad as what we thought. But even if it is, we're going to be given the strength to be able not just to survive but to thrive in that, in that, uh, in that arena. Well, you're absolutely amazing. And, you know, I had the thought as you were talking, um, you know, Ben care, he cares about the victors. He cares about, you know, helping the one and helping people to see that it's not, it's not about the trial. It's not about what we look like. It's about living from what I can hear from you, just being your best self and showing up. And I, I just am so great, beyond grateful to have you on this podcast and sharing such light and truth because it's really not about the circumstances that we've been given in our life. It's what we do and how we choose joy among the circumstance. Wouldn't you agree? I totally agree that you're, you're so right on and you're such a good example of that. All of us have our journeys. You've been through an incredible journey. Hopefully everyone on this podcast has the opportunity to hear your beautiful story and how you continually choose to, to get back up. Often, oftentimes there's a, there's a saying, and we misstate it all the time, right? They say, if you're knocked down five times, what does the world say? You have to get up six. But often, that's wrong. You just have to get up five times. You fall down, you get up one time. You knock down five times, you get up five times. Guys, we're already born for greatness. Just like Superman taught us, Clark Kent was already the person with the Superman suit on. He always had it on. You already have that power within you. Sometimes we need to have the phone booth. We need to know where that is, whether it's in your office, whether it's in your peaceful place in the mountains, but go to that phone booth. Go to the place where you shed the human layers off of your suit, of your tie, of your nursing garment, of, of the business attire you have, of the apron that you have in the, in the fast food industry, whatever it is. 
for you to realize that God meant you to be great and it's already there. Sometimes we don't have to change. We just have to remember. We just have to remember and be called again to realize that we're already born for that. So many times people are like, oh, it's too hard to change. It's too hard to do this or that. Well, what if you realize that you were already born for greatness? What if you realize that you're already meant to be the person that you are, but you're just choosing to hide it? You're choosing to never show the Superman suit that's already underneath your seven, eight, ten. Sometimes we put 20 layers just to hide our greatness because we are afraid to shine. I love it. Well, you know what? We're, like I said, we're so grateful. Ben Cares, uh, you can look at the link below to see more about him in this podcast. Thank you so much for taking your time and showing up as a victor. It gives us all permission to be able to live that same. And again, we are creating confident communication one person at a time. And if we can do this, then you can do this, right? All right. Have a great, have a great week. And we'll see you next week. Thanks again, Ben. Thank you so much. God bless you guys.